Today, our scripture text is in the Gospel of Matthew, in the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 13, where Jesus said, Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're going on a journey as a church. That's been the invitation that we have received, to go on a journey. But journeys, if well, I'm sure all of us have been on one, they aren't easy. They like to be uncomfortable. They can be scary sometimes. And they take time. And time is something that it always seems like we don't have enough of. But we've been invited to go on this journey. Whenever I think of journeys, I usually think of hikers. And I don't know why, because I do not hike. I do not like it. I did it once, and I'm probably not ever going to do it again. But a lot of my friends enjoy hiking. And so they'll post these pictures. And something I found that's in common in a lot of them is that my friends who like to hike and go on these journeys use walking sticks. No matter where they live, no matter where they're hiking, the commonality is that often many of them use a walking stick. And so... I asked some of them, why do you use one? Is it just so you can look cool, just something to carry? What's the point? And some of them explained that walking sticks help provide good balance, especially when you're going somewhere and it's really steep or when you're going through water and you're not really sure where you can step. Walking sticks apparently also help reduce the stress on your body when you go on a journey because it can take its toll. They can be used as self-defense if necessary. And when you're going on a path, you can use them to clear away a spider web so you can get through. And you can also use them when you come up and there's a bunch of limbs or branches blocking your view You can use it to push them aside so that you can see where you're going more clearly. Apparently, walking sticks, they come in pretty handy if you like to go on a journey. Faith itself is a journey. And it's not always an easy one. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable, too, just like a physical journey. 
and it takes a lot of time. But this year, we want our church as a whole to go on a journey together. We want this to be a journey of discipleship, a journey of seeking after God. Because we want people in this area to know when they encounter someone who's a part of St. Matthew's, they want, we want them in that encounter to know just who it is who has claimed us, who it is who we call Lord. We want them to know that St. Matthew's is a place focused on the risen Lord. But to go on a journey, even a faith journey, sometimes having a walking stick can come in handy. The question is, what is a walking stick for us as Christians? And I kept asking myself that, and then it hit me. Prayer and scripture are our walking sticks. They're the things that help hold us up. And prayer, so prayer and scripture are two things that I don't think that we can separate because really they deepen the other, they depend on the other. When one thrives, the other thrives. When one thirsts, the other thirsts. Prayer, talking to God, and scripture, it's where we come to know just who it is, this God who we are choosing to talk to, who we are choosing to come before, this God who chooses in that moment to draw near to us. They depend on each other. Pastor Francis Chan, he wrote in his book, Crazy Love, that before we pray, that we should spend 30 seconds Picturing the God who we are approaching. That we should take 30 seconds to just envision our creator. To just envision our God. Before we even begin to pray. But to envision God, to know who this God is, requires scripture. These two things help us to know God. And they help hold us up. They help us find our way on our faith journey. When we give them the time and focus that they deserve. But what does it mean to read scripture? What does it mean to pray? What does this look like? Prayer is talking to God. But Ecclesiastes 5 warns us that we should never rush into prayer with words. We don't need to pray just to do it, just to check it off our list. We need to remember who we're praying to. We need to remember what this moment is when we choose to pray. And sometimes our prayers, even though we think we need to fill them with words, sometimes our best prayer 
is sitting in the presence of God. Of making that, those 30 seconds that, that Francis Chan advocates for, 30 seconds or more of intentionally being before our creator or our healer or our, our friend, our redeemer, whoever it is that we need him to be that day in that moment. But also when it comes to prayer, sometimes it can be intimidating and we cannot, we can wonder how are we supposed to pray? What about today's passage? What we call the Lord's Prayer. One pastor called it the Disciples' Prayer because it's the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. It's the prayer that Jesus taught us that that when we take the time to pray it and think about each line of that verse deepens our understanding of what it means to be a follower of God. And deepens our understanding of who our God chooses to be for us. But there's also these times when we pray and we just, we wonder what we should say. We can feel like we're just filling it with words or we can put it off because what are we supposed to say to God? And there's this acronym called ACTS, A-C-T-S, that, um, that I think helps us when we look at prayer and when we want to talk to God. And it's four things. ACTS prayer reminds us to adore God, to name God for who he is, to confess to God to take the time to confess to our creator just how we have sinned against him and to ask for forgiveness and to ask for the strength not to sin again. And then the adoration and confession lead to thanksgiving, saying to God, thank you for the blessings in my life and actually taking the time to name them and to think to ourselves how God has chosen to bless us, how thankful we should be to him. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and this big word called supplication, which is really just means taking the time to pray for ourselves and for others to pray for what is on our hearts and to know that that is good and that that is what God wants us to do. The Acts prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. These are just some ways that we can pray, that we can talk to God, that we can know God better by bringing ourselves into his presence. But we have to remember that prayer depends on scripture. It depends on knowing who our God is and not just making him into something that we want him to be. We need to know God's holy word that we have received. 
the story that we had been invited to take part in. The story of how God created, how God created and chose to redeem and chose to come to us. The story that reminds us that we are never too far gone. That God is always waiting for us. The story that challenges us and comforts us. But we have to take the time to know the story for it to matter, for it to help us know God better and to deepen our prayer life. And it's more than just reading a passage. It's more than just sitting in worship or a Sunday school class and hearing a passage read. It's about taking the time to actually think about the words in Scripture. And sometimes when I face God's Word, I... I can be so intimidated and so uncertain of where to go and what to do. Because it can be intimidating to think about the fact that we are, that we are reading something holy. So how do we read scripture? How do we make it something that actually matters to us? Well, if you like the ACTS acronym thing, there's something that Andy told me about called the SOAP method. And the SOAP method is basically has elements that you can find in anything that tells you how we should read scripture. But the SOAP method is this. When we come to God's word, we just we pick a passage or we pick a verse and we read it. We read it once or we read it as many times as we need to. We make that time. And then we observe what is in that passage or verse. What stuck out to us in the scripture? What image, word, or phrase did we keep coming back to that either we couldn't understand or, or just stuck out to us and, and we just couldn't drop it. And the scripture and observation lead to application, which I think is a little corny whenever I think of and whenever I actually say, um, how does this apply to our lives? But really, it's important, the application part. How does what stuck out to us in that passage matter in our daily lives? Or how does it expand our view of something? How does it expand our view of God? Why does that verse or passage matter? How is God trying to speak to us there? Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Taking the time after reading God's word 
to pray to the God who all of this is about. Asking that whatever we were challenged by or whatever we learned, whatever stuck out to us, that it stick. Because the thing is, we need God's holy word to stick. We need it to dwell in us, to matter to us. Because when scripture stays with us, when prayer, when we take the time to pray, when the two feed into each other, they're a walking stick. They provide pellets. They provide direction. They help the journey not be so hard. They help defend us when we're afraid. And they just help us survive the journey. They help us to keep going. Scripture and prayer matter because both of those things help us know our creator in a way that we couldn't have if we didn't take that time. And it's a lifelong journey. It's not just reading through the Bible once or twice, but it's continually going back. And it's not just praying over meals or just praying because we're supposed to. But it's about remembering that we are able to enter the presence of the God who hung the stars in the sky. And that when we take the time to pray, when we take the time to read his holy word, that he will choose to draw near to us and reveal himself to us. It matters. Prayer and scripture, knowing God, it matters. And it matters too because the Jesus that we as a church family choose to live out for Kelsey will be the Jesus she grows up knowing. How we choose to know God will be what she learns. How she sees us praying, how she sees us serving, how she sees us reading scripture, all of these things she will take in. And today when we baptized her, we as a church family were entrusted with her care by God. In that moment, we said, God, that we are going to raise her up in this faith, that we are going to help Daniel and Jenny and her whole family, help her to know who God is and who she is to him. For Kelsey and for all of our children, for ourselves, we have to make the time to know God better through prayer and through scripture. Because the journey to God will never leave us the same again. And we'll never, we'll never want to turn back. We just need to choose to pick up our walking sticks. 
and actually use them. In a few moments, the band is going to come and lead us in a final song. And it's important for us to take these closing moments in worship and to really think about how we are currently using our walking sticks, how we're reading scripture, how we're choosing to pray, how we're choosing to know God. So in a few moments after I pray, there will be some music playing as the offering baskets are passed for us to put in our offerings and our attendance sheets. And then as we sing this final song, I want us all to really think about how we're choosing to know God, how we're choosing to use our walking sticks. And if you feel led to come and pray at the front, do. If you feel led to join this faith family, come and find me at the front because we'd love to have you. Because this is a journey we're all taking together. We're not gonna leave anyone behind. So let's take this time and think and pray and reflect. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the fact that we can know you better through giving us your word, through meeting us when we pray. Help us to not take those things for granted, but help us to take them seriously, what they can mean for us and for our journey as individuals and as a church family. Just come and meet us and help us to discern how we can use prayer and scripture to know you better to make our way on this journey towards you. It's in your son's name that we pray.